the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by theprivatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Welcome to season two of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. This season, not only will we be hearing from singers, we will also be hearing from professionals providing support services to singers. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Today, I have a wonderful gentleman with me. His name is Gabriel Pricer. Gabe is a Grammy award-winning baritone. He is described as having a matinee idol's charm and charisma, and I can attest to that. He excels not only in the classical repertoire, but is especially noted for his work in musical theater, operetta, and contemporary works. He maintains a very active performance schedule throughout the U.S. with over 40 operatic and music theater roles in his repertoire. Gabriel Presser, welcome. Thank you, Greta. So nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm delighted to have you here. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you through one of my neighbors who told me all about what you're doing um, uh, as far as your singing is concerned and as far as your arts administration Work That's right. Is concerned. That's right. So it's it's very exciting. And There's, you live in my hometown. Yes. Oh, that's not to forget right. about that. Yeah. That's absolutely right. For our listeners, um, my primary residence is in Chicago, but my husband and I are snowbirds in the Central Florida area. We have a home in Apopka, Florida, and Gabe is from Apopka. Born and raised, Who Apopka, Florida. Would ever have guessed yeah. that? Indoor foliage capital of the world. Indoor foliage. Is that true? <laughs> that's true. That's that's. Uh, I think that's a Popka's claim to fame. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. That is. I, I did not know that. <laughs> Learned something new today. There you go. So there's so much to talk about with you. Not only are you a wonderful singer, but you're also an arts administrator. So let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> How did music first come into your life? Oh gosh, that's a, a great question. Um, well, I'm the youngest of six kids, so I guess I was always trying to get attention. Ha-ha, okay. Um, so I, I, I always loved performing. Always mm-hmm. loved putting on a show and, and, and trying to get attention from my brothers, from my parents. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's the, uh, that's the truth. Um, but luckily, my mom required uh, that all of us kids either take piano lessons or take an instrument at an early age. And... Um, you know, it's funny because I have parents now always ask me, like, should I get my 
seven-year-old singing lessons, you know, they're interested mm-hmm. in music. I'm like, have them do piano. Yeah. You know, have yeah. them start on an instrument, yes. learn how to, to sight read, learn solfege, right, learn the theory, yes. you know? Yes. So that was really huge for me. And um, I, I then discovered that I kind of had a knack for it, you wow. know, and that a lot of it just kind of came naturally. And so I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed music. It, it came um, relatively easy. I mean, you have to mm-hmm. learn things, of obviously. Course. Uh, but there was, I guess, some some <laughs> inkling of talent yeah. <laughs> in there. Um, but ironically, my dad was on the other spectrum. He was a big sports guy, football mm-hmm. coach. So we were really more of a sports family that just happened to do music. That is so, so wonderful. Yeah, sports yeah. was our, our main thing. And luckily, my mom's like, well, you at least have to do a chorus or a band elective in middle school and then in high That's school. Great. So she kept us balanced. So I got involved with the middle school chorus. Um even at the elementary level, now that I'm thinking of it, I, you know, we did school shows at our mm-hmm. elementary, at Dream Lake Elementary School in Apopka, <laughs> and I don't think many elementary schools do school shows, you I know, know. you're so right. We, I had great, great music teachers, yeah. and a big shout out to all those music teachers out there. That is so there. wonderful. And then at the middle school level, we did school shows. I was involved with those, did like all-county chorus, wow, you know. that's and great. It just kind of opened my eyes to like, this is fun. You know, yeah. it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then not until high school, uh, I had Dr. Jeffrey Redding um, at West Orange and Ken Rush, mm-hmm. great teachers. And they're like, Gabe, you know, you could pursue this at the wow. next level. And I like, I'm like, no, I'm going to play football. You know, yeah. what, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> right. They're like, no, like you could get a scholarship. And wow. um, I had no idea. You know, it was not on my radar that that was yeah. a, a career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I auditioned. For Florida State, and I got into both the music theater program and the opera program. Wow. I ended up picking opera, and I'm so happy I did because that allowed me to get a classical training. Yes. Um, nothing against music theater, yeah. uh, but that en- enabled me to be able to cross over. That's right. Whereas if you start music theater, it's hard to it's right. do opera. That's, right. That's it's, right. It's much easier to go from opera to music theater, yeah. but we can talk about that. Yeah, because uh, you, well, you get the full <laughs> breadth of the technique yeah. and all of the things and, you know, and it's, it's great. You're a crossover artist yes, yourself. So you, artist. you get that. You yeah. get that. Yeah. Um, so I was very fortunate that I, I did end up doing opera and I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Greta, I got to tell you, there was something athletic about it, yeah. you know, singing without a microphone, learning yeah. the technique, being on stage for three hours. Mm-hmm. I like the challenge of learning different languages. Mm-hmm. I was really drawn to that. And just that opera really is the culmination of all the art forms yes. coming together. Costumes, sets, big orchestra. You're right. Um, so there's something very grand yes. about it. And I've been stuck. I've been stuck in opera ever since. That is so, it's yeah. so wonderful. I love opera. I am a huge fan. And even in my, um, you know, my jazz shows or my musical theater shows or whatever I do, I generally will stick in an aria. That's wonderful. You know, I love and, that. And I've written uh, comic lyrics to some of them. Oh, fun. So that they're a little more palatable to people that are not operatic fans. Right. You know, you know. and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a great repertoire. It's That's so important, though, that you do that because sometimes opera has this stereotype of like, yes. I can't relate to it. Right. But opera was the popular art form of, of its the, day. Of its day. That's absolutely right. And we're right. trying to get it back to that. Make it yeah. accessible. Make yeah. it relevant. So sometimes we do productions yeah. in English. Mm-hmm. Um, or we, we change the lyrics a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, but then also we have some productions that are, are traditional in Italian. Yeah. So we do a mixture, you know, yeah. to invite people in. That's and then wonderful. they just they usually just fall in love, they love with the it. music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's beautiful music. Yeah. You know, and if the, if they do just a little bit of homework, my son, and, and then we're going to go back to talking about you. No. My, <laughs> we're done with me. It's great. 
<laughs> my son had a teacher in first grade who is still my friend today. Yeah. And she was a very young woman and she was dating. And this guy she was dating was going to take her to the opera. Mm. And she was panicked. I saw her the morning that she was going. I dropped my son off at school. And she said, you know, I'm going to the opera. I don't know anything about it. I think I'm going to hate it and blah, 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 yeah, blah. And this guy yeah. really enjoys it. And I said, you know what? I'll be right back. Went home, got my little concise dictionary of opera, took it to her, marked the page of what she was going to see. Right. And said, read this. Yeah. Just do she, a little research. A little research. Goes a long way. That's right. She did it. And the next day she came with tears in her eyes at, at how much she had enjoyed it. What's you know, so funny is that used to be the norm. People would read the libretto, yeah. the, the lyrics, yes. before going to see a show. Yes, yes. Um, if some, for some reason, we gotten, we've gotten away from that. Yeah. But if you look at nowadays, I think it's so easy to listen to the score of Dear Evan Hansen. That's right. Listen to the music. That's right. People and do that. And you're familiar with so it. So you, you should do the same for right. opera, just for like opera. you would do with the musical. You're right. Like you're right. all of my friends listen to Hamilton. That's right. Before, before they, they can see go. it because they couldn't afford the tickets. <laughs> but, um, you know... Music, theater, and opera is not that different. No, it isn't. It Looking isn't. at Hamilton specifically, it's through composed, yeah. like an opera. Yes, no dialogue. It yes, it is. Les Mis, yeah. same thing. You're right. So. You're right. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. So when, you know, you, you, you said that you went to college, you decided that classical music was going to be your area. Yeah. So tell yeah. us about some of the roles uh, that you've done in mm. classical music and in musical theater. Sure, sure. Um, so after Florida State, I went to University of Houston to do my master's in opera. And that, that's kind of typical. You want the voice to give the voice time to Chemistry. develop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Broadway, usually right, right out of undergrad, you'd be auditioning. Yeah. It's a little different in opera. You mm -hmm. want to take your time, make sure you have your technique. And I was very fortunate in Houston that the program there did contemporary works in addition to traditional works. Oh, they, cool. did, they did four opera productions mm -hmm. each year. And I did Elmer Gantry in the brand new opera, yeah. Elmer Gantry. I did Tom Joad in Grapes of Wrath, nice. while also doing Don Giovanni. Um, I'm trying to think what else we did. Orpheus and Orpheus in the Underworld. Uh, but that kind of opened my eyes to, oh gosh, I had no idea that there's new opera yeah. being written. Yeah. And, and even, you know, maybe some of your listeners might not realize, like, when you think opera, you think Mozart, right. Puccini, Verdi, old. these old, <laughs> yeah. dead white guys. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you're and there's right. a lot more, there's yeah. a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, and that really set me up for success in my professional career, because I kind of had a niche for doing new works. Mm -hmm. So I was very fortunate to be cast in the world premiere of Silent Night, oh, wow. uh, which won the Pulitzer Prize, brand wow. new opera in 2012, premiered at Minnesota Opera, then it went to Opera Philadelphia, Michigan Opera Theater, Cincinnati, and Fabulous. I got to kind of go with the show. Yeah. Which, how often does that happen? Yeah, a, that's know? wonderful. Broadway well, happens a tour. lot, but yeah. opera, yeah. you don't tour, right? But yeah. Luckily, they, they just kept hiring me because I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been very fortunate to do a lot of contemporary roles, and um, the, the Grammy Award that I did win was yes. for a new opera, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic. By Tobias Picker, and I played the bad guy, played Farmer Bean. And, you know, we, we got asked to record it. And as an opera singer, you don't do a lot of recordings. Right. It's more about being on stage. Yeah, yeah. And so we were just tickled to be in a recording studio. Yeah. Like, this is different. <laughs> like, I'm going to sing into a mic. This is cool. Um, I, and we probably got paid peanuts to do it, to be honest. But we didn't care. But you have a Grammy. <laughs> and and, and it, that's, that's my point. Like, we had no, no yeah. thought at all. Yeah. That we would be nominated. Wow. And then much less win a Grammy. Wow. Uh, so that was crazy. That was crazy. So I've done a lot of new works, new roles. 
Um, a lot of kind of the standard roles. Uh, I do a lot of Figaro's and Barbara Seville, mm-hmm. also Marriage of Figaro. I love the, I love the real characters. Yeah. Um, done a lot of uh, Don Giovanni, um, then uh, Eisenstein, Danilo on the operetta yeah. side. But I've been very fortunate to do a lot of Billy Bigelow's okay. and Carousel, which I love. Yeah, love it's a that great music. Role. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, done Harold Hill and the Music nice. Man, Tommy and Brigadoon. So yeah. all, all sorts of things. That's fantastic. Yeah. It is fantastic. Well, now you are currently performing an exciting role in Verdi's King for a Day with Opera Orlando. Tell us about that. Well, you know, just if I'm going to cast myself, I might as well cast myself as the king. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) No, every every season we do a site-specific production, and they've been very successful for us because... It, again, gets people to think about opera in a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's not in a traditional theater. We pick a venue that you wouldn't expect to see an opera there. Yes. Uh, for instance, we did Barber Seville at Casa Feliz, which is a historic Spanish mansion oh, cool. in Winter Park. Uh, we did Puccini's Girl the Golden West, which is about cowboys. Yes. We did that at the Cheyenne Saloon. Oh, how fun. Downtown off of Church Street. Very right. clever. And so this season is our Viva Verdi season. We're mm-hmm. celebrating Verdi fabulous opera composer. And we're like, well, what would be a fun site-specific production? And he didn't write many comedies, only wrote two comedies. Um, And King for a Day is one of those two comedies, wrote it early in his career, and it's about a wedding day gone wrong. It's actually a double (laughs) wedding, both gone terribly wrong. (laughs) Um, And we had a great partnership with Universal Mm -hmm. here. I mean, Universal, Universal Studios, amazing reputation. One of our board members uh, works out there. And they have this Italian-themed hotel, Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel. And they do weddings there wow, all the time. So it's perfect. like, here, here's an Italian opera about a wedding. Yep. Let's do it in the Venetian ballroom perfect. at Lowe's Portofino Hotel and have wedding cake for it. There's food and drink. So you're like a wedding guest. You're seated at tables. And the action just happens around you. That Im- is so immersive, immersive theater. Yeah. Yeah. That is so fabulous. It's very very exciting. You know, I I want to tell our listeners that today I am in the production space of Opera Orlando. I've seen the costume rooms. uh, I've seen the prop room. Yeah. Um, We gave her the whole tour. Got the whole tour and just a fantastic organization. Fantastic. You're doing such a wonderful job. So. You are also, in addition to being a fabulous singer, you are executive and artistic director of Opera Orlando. Tell us how this organization began and what exciting things you have in the pipeline. Now, I'm going to be heading back north early April, so there are some wonderful things coming up this season that I'm not going to be able to participate in, but I definitely... We'll get you next season, though. Yes, you'll get me next season. So tell us what you have coming down the pipeline and how the organization started. Ooh, how long do we have? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, Orlando has a wonderful history with opera. Um, There was another company that was around almost 50 years, the Orlando Opera Company, and they had great artists, uh, pa- uh, Plaso Domingo sang here, Beverly Sills, Pavarotti came wow. down and did a concert. Denise Graves was like wow. a favorite here, did Carmen here. Um, but, you know, they hit hard times yeah. during the recession and yeah. unfortunately had to close their doors mm-hmm. in 2008. And it was really devastating. Oh, uh, sure. A lot, you know, there's a lot of diehard opera fans yeah. here. Um, 
that wanted to get a company back up and going. And so a, a group of those diehards started their own company and kept it very conservative, mm -hmm. performing in their homes, not hiring staff. It was just mm -hmm. a volunteer-led organization, mm -hmm. which was great, mm -hmm. which was great. Um, I got involved with them when I moved back home. You know, I went to University of Houston, mm -hmm. started doing these young artist programs, then got a manager and was bouncing around from gig to gig. My wife and I wanted to settle down. Mm -hmm. And really, as an opera singer, all you need is a major airport. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're not going to work at the same yeah. company year-round yeah. unless you're doing a fest contract in Germany, Yes, right? So we're like, well, might as well move back to Orlando. Mm -hmm. Wonderful airport. Uh, we wanted to have kids. And is she from Orlando as well? My really? wife and I met in high school. Oh, how yeah. lovely. West oh Orange High School. So, yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> She's put up with me a long time. We don't know why. <laughs> So we moved back and I got involved with this small company that was getting started here. It was called Florida Opera Theater mm -hmm. at the time. And, you know, I, I suggested, well, we really should change our name because mm -hmm. Florida Opera Theater could be anywhere and we really need to hire staff. And um, they said, well, why don't you just do it? <laughs> <laughs> and you said, okay. Sure. You know, I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And uh, we just kind of jumped in. We changed the name from Florida Opera Theater to Opera Orlando in 2016. Only had two people on staff to kick us off, and now we've grown to 11 staff members. Uh, started off with 250,000 annual budget, if you can wow. believe that, annual. And now we're at 1.6 million wow. annual budget. Over five years, it, it's been crazy. It, despite COVID, too, which, which wow. posed some challenges. Um, but I have to give the credit to the people in Orlando wanted it to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's the same donors, the same yeah. patrons, same yeah. board, a lot of the same board members. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're getting some new people involved too. Yeah. Um, but Orlando deserves a real opera company. Absolutely. I mean, we're a major city, you Absolutely. know, got the Philharmonic, the ballet, yeah. they needed uh, yeah. the, this. And so it, it was really an honor to be a part of it. And yeah, we have some amazing things coming up. Yeah. Um, we already talked about King for a Day, which opens this weekend. But in April, it's our first production in the newly constructed, newly opened Steinmetz Hall. Nice. And, you know, speaking of history, that's been 20 years in the work. Yeah. So it was talked about with the old company and money was raised back then. Wow. Finally opened. Took a very yeah. long time. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And thank goodness that we're here and, yeah. and able to perform there. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing Rigoletto oh, in April. That is yeah. so exciting. I'm sorry you're going to miss it. Me too. April 22nd and 24th. Wow. You can get tickets at operlando.org. And Steinmetz Hall is part of Dr. Phillips Center, which is the yes. new performing arts center yes. downtown. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, Gabe, you are the right messenger for oh. this, you know, for the opera idea, for this company. And you said something to me uh, before the interview that the company is called Opera Orlando, where opera comes first. <laughs> I what, love that. One of my many cheesy uh, taglines. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. It's absolutely great. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because sometimes people are scared yeah. of opera or they yeah. try and oh, yeah. downplay it, you know, but... Like I said, opera was the popular yeah. art form of its day. And at its root, it's just storytelling. That's right. It, and on, on steroids. Music. You yeah, know, storytelling steroids. on steroids. You know, like this grandiose storytelling. <laughs> so, I mean, I really look at opera as our legacy. Yeah. Um, and it's it's our privilege to continue to celebrate it, expand it, and share it with and our community. Share it. Help people to understand it and yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah.
So is there anything else that you'd like to share with us or any other projects that you're doing or? Oh my goodness. Um, well, after Rigoletto, we have, we do a production each year at the Fringe Festival. Oh, cool. Or, or in conjunction with the mm-hmm. International Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and our production this year is Liz Beth. It's oh. about the axe murderer, yes, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. So we intentionally pick something a little edgy. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, as for our, our Fringe-adjacent uh, production. Um, and that's been really great for us to just, again, invite different people yeah. to be like, oh, I didn't know this was opera. Yeah. And, and to continue Fantastic. to grow our audience. So that's coming up in May. Uh, we also have our gala on May 21st, our big fundraiser. So if you like parties, come yeah, help support come the out. opera. And, and those funds go towards our productions, but also towards our youth company, towards our education programs. Wonderful. For instance, as you know, we just commissioned a brand new opera called The Secret River, yes. which had our youth company in the opera. And then we were That's sharing the video with all the schools. That is so wonderful. Yeah, very Orange, cool. Orange County, Osceola County, Alachua County. So we have wonderful. a very robust education. Yeah. Program and, that, and that's that's our mission, right? Mm-hmm. Entertainment mm-hmm. and education. And education. So yeah, we that's got a fantastic. lot. We got a lot going on. Yeah, you <laughs> do have a lot going on. Well, Opera Orlando presenting world class opera in Central Florida. I love it. So tell us how people can learn more about Opera Orlando. Sure. Uh, our website, operaorlando.org, where opera comes first. Um, <laughs> also, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter, and LinkedIn, and YouTube. We're, wow, we're all you're out there. We've got all the social media channels. <laughs> you're everywhere. Are firing. That's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. Well, we will put all of your information in our show notes. Thank you. And I know that people will... will Check you out and and uh, and really appreciate what you're doing. Come join us. We have fun. We That's have fun. That's great. Yeah. And Gabe, as I told you earlier, I am I am so proud of you for making this happen here in Orlando. I am. That means I'm, a lot, Greta. Yeah, coming, I'm really. Coming. I think thank it's just you. fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day and a great performance weekend. Fingers crossed we're sold out for Friday night. Wow. And uh, just a few tickets left for Saturday. So thank you. Yes. See you you all at the opera. Absolutely. All righty. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berklee College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. 
Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.